This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities taking a look at the grain markets for Friday, February 9th. Well, we had the supply demand report out yesterday. That's pretty much what the market was waiting for. And we did get some slightly bearish numbers from USDA. So let's take a quick look at those. For domestic wheat, they took food use down 10 million bushels, and that was on a reduced flour grind. So uh, exports were left unchanged, and then that took ending stocks up 10 million to 658 million bushels. Average price was left unchanged at $7.20 a bushel. For corn, they also lowered food use by 10 million bushels. They left exports unchanged at $2.1 billion, and ending stocks were up 10 million at 2.172 billion bushels. Average price was also left unchanged at 480. For soybeans, they took exports down 35 million bushels to 1.72 billion bushels. That bumped up ending stocks by a like amount, 315 million bushels. So average price, they lowered 10 cents to $12.65 a bushel. In world numbers, the trade was uh, waiting to see what USDA would do with corn and soybean production out of Brazil and Argentina. And they didn't do much. They took... uh, Brazil's soybean production down just 1 million tons to 156. So they're still way above everybody else. In fact, just earlier in the day, CONAB, which is the official Brazilian government agency, they lowered soybean production 6 million tons to 149. So USDA is really lagging behind not only the Brazilian government, but the private estimates, which which are hovering in the mid to, to high 140s. Argentina's soybean production, they left unchanged at 50 million tons. And for corn, they did take Brazil down 3 million tons to 124. They left Argentina unchanged at 55. So again, most of the private guys are ratcheting down, especially Argentina's corn production, considering the four weeks of dryness that we've had and the intense heat right during corn pollination. So granted, it is raining now, and it's been raining for a few days across Argentina. The forecast calls for another week or so of rain. So that definitely is a crop saver, but they still feel that the top end of yields have been shaved off. But USDA has not yet acknowledged that. In wheat, they did some minor adjustments. They took Argentina's production up a half a million tons to 15.5 million, and they took Brazil down 300,000 tons to 8.1 million tons. Everyone else, they left unchanged. So we also had the Stats Canada report out yesterday morning. This is uh, the stocks report as of December 31. For all wheat at 20.7 million tons was right at the trade estimate and down 2.3 million tons from a year ago. Durham was pegged at 2.9 million tons. That was also right at the trade estimate but down 1.1 million from a year ago. Barley stocks at 5.4 million tons, up 100,000 over the estimate and up 300,000 over last year. Canola stocks at 12.8 million tons was down 200,000 from the estimate and up 200,000 over a year ago. Soybean stocks, 3.8 million tons. That was up 400,000 over last year. And for oats, they're sitting at 2.1 million tons. That's down 1.4 from a year ago. So the market's kind of taking that in stride, not any big surprises there. 
as far as the U.S. supply demand report, certainly cast a negative tone to the market. Wheat was under quite a bit of pressure yesterday. Uh, soybeans were leaking lower, you know, getting close to the lows from here just a week ago. Corn pressing into new lows. So here we are again, the market's just really struggling to get anything going to the upside. And I think once this report is behind us, it's kind of frees up the market to follow that momentum further to the downside, especially with the rains coming in Argentina and even Brazil. We don't see any weather threats at this point, at least in the short term. We had the export sales report out yesterday as well. Wheat exports at 386,000 tons. That was uh, toward the low end of the range of estimates. South Korea took 88,000, Philippines 84,000, Mexico took 74, China took 65,000. And most of that was switched from unknown. In corn sales, 1.2 million tons. That was toward the high end of the range of estimates. Unknown took 341,000, Japan 274, Mexico took 163. Soybean export sales at 350,000 tons. China took 308,000 of that. Mexico took 40. So obviously uh, some of this was switched over from unknown. We have um, the Ukraine government estimating that their spring plantings will be pretty much equal with last year at 12.75 million hectares. That equates to right at 32 million acres. Winter wheat plantings are estimated down about 200,000 hectares, so they were reporting that they expect that will be planted to spring wheat. They are noting that because of the war, farmers are having to use lower quality seeds and uh, that they've still got some corn left in the field. They've got about uh, 320,000 hectares that have yet to be harvested, and that equates to right around 2.0 million tons of corn. So that's a slow slog for them, to, to say the least. We've got European farmers continuing to push back against the European government. Uh, they are, now Poland is joining the fray. The, France was leading the way. Now we've got other countries coming in, Poland in particular. They're setting up blockades on the Ukraine borders to prevent anything coming in to the country from Ukraine. They're also kind of circling some of the major cities as well. So they're following the lead of France as far as creating blockades in the cities. But there's been pushback for quite a while, going on about a year now, among the Eastern European countries about the inflow of Ukraine grain in particular coming into the Eastern European countries that are supposed to be headed toward the export facilities. But much of that grain just stays in the country and it's depressing prices and certainly hurting the farmers. So you can understand why there's so much pushback and they just need to find a better way to do that. The European Union had established some assistance for that, some subsidies to keep the grain moving toward the ports, but it's still creating some issues among many of the countries in the European Union. And just one other thing, got some holidays going on here, the Chinese Lunar New Year, so that's going to be all week, so we don't expect them to be a presence in the market all week. Got the Brazilian Carnival going on, so they're going to be absent for a day or two. So probably going to see a little bit more subdued price activity in the market, especially with China out for a few days. 
So, uh, you know, prices, the I think the path of least resistance, at least for corn and beans, is down. Wheat isn't showing much life here. It's back down to the, the lows of this trading range in Chicago that we've found support for the last few weeks. We'll see if we can do that again. Uh, Kansas City is back down to its lows from mid-January. So it, it sure looks like, number one, you're not getting that rally, obviously, into early February. But typically... That's the point where the market then rolls over, starts heading south into late February. That clearly is just not happening this year. We are seeing a lot of pressure coming from world prices, especially out of the Black Sea. And you can really hone in on Russia, which we usually do. That's, they are the world's price setter, and that is clear and painful as we're experiencing. But you know they're getting ready for their planting season. Farmers have a lot of uh, carryover stocks and they're starting to get aggressive with sales. So even despite the hiccups in transportation through the Red Sea, we still see the 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 fob offers from the Black Sea going lower and lower and Ukraine is basically willing to take whatever price they can just to move out some old stocks. So supply concerns are really not a concern especially here in the United States. And now with the rains coming in South America, we don't see any weather scares coming for corn and soybeans, at least in the near term. So I would expect the grains to continue to work their way lower and wheat probably is gonna start breaking down as well, following the row crops. If you have any questions, feel free to call at 1-800-888-9843. This has been Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.